throwaway time. What's your secret that could literally ruin your life if it came out? Two and a half years ago I was in dire financial straits, so I sold my home to keep my struggling business afloat. I neglected to tell the owners that they have an 800 square, featuring, bunker on the property that I built about 7 years ago. The bunker that I've called home since I sold it. The entrance to it is well hidden, but I still come and go very early very late in the day. I'm a single man who keeps to himself. I'm now in a situation where I could move somewhere else, but I love this hidden paradise so much. I speak two languages so every time I received a new essay I would browse the topic in my own language and translate the text word by word to English then submitted it. No one ever caught me for plagiarism before. Half of Europe does this. I cut off all contact with everyone I know and moved to Kenya. I tell people a fake name and a fake background and have made it appear to my family that I died on boat trip in the Pacific. But no I am not joking. I am dead in the United States. Okay. So this is a secret I've kept for nearly 20 years. During the summers when I was growing up, my parents would often leave my brother and I. I'm male. With our aunt and uncle who lived out in the country, it was great as they had four sons of ages close to ours so we had a lot of fun doing kids stuff. One summer when I was 8, the oldest cousin was maybe 16. We somehow got talking and he asked me if I wanted to sleep in his room that night. He has the nicest room and bed so I was all for it. Got into bed and he asked if he could touch my dong. I was 8 and just thought it was okay so I'll let him. He rubs it for a bit and then asks me to do the same to him. So I do. This progresses and eventually I'm sucking his dong. I think I knew this was wrong so I said I didn't want to carry on. We stop and I go to sleep quite confused. I wake up and he hands me some money and tells me never to tell anyone about what happened. Next night he tries to do the same thing. But now all I care about is the money. So I do it. This carried on for two summers. Eventually I got old enough to realize it was quite wrong regardless of the money and stopped. I've not told anyone this. He's now married with two kids. I'm also married and we see them sometimes at family events. I don't have the balls to even try and talk to him about it. Heck I'm not even sure what I'd say. I'm sure this will get buried but just getting it off my chest makes me feel better. TLDR I was a gay child age. God the TLDR just wrapped it up so beautifully. I once helped out my female friend's family by taking care of their cat for a week. Every day for a week, I would go over there and snoop around their house. I found my friend's diary, and proceeded to read the entire thing. I used this information to get her to like me, and she is currently my wife. This is literally the juiciest secret for some reason. Not totally bland, but not overly obscene. Probably because this is something I could actually picture any person doing if given the chance. When I was 13, during the summer before I started high school, I was physically shamed by a guy who dragged me into an alley, backed me into a corner so I couldn't escape and even if I'd tried to, I couldn't have because he was taller and stronger than I was, and pulled my pants down. I tried to draw attention to where I was because I'd gone over to a guy's house with my friend because she liked him, and when we went he just happened to have a friend there to hang out with me while they went off and did whatever. Anyway, I tried to shout and make as much noise as I could and the guy goes this would be easier if you were laying down and tried to force me to the ground. Then my friend finally shows up and goes omg my name what are you doing and the guy obviously doesn't go oh you yeah, know I was trying to violate her this was my idea. 
but instead goes she was trying to frick me <laughs> and just walks away. Then my friend doesn't believe me when I tell her he dragged me into the alley because she disappeared well before anyone could see him pulling on my arm with both hands and me trying to resist it as much as I could. I never told anyone because I didn't want them to react the same way my friend did. I think about it a lot and every day I say maybe this will be the day I finally tell my parents what happened and then I never do. That was almost 6 years ago. My friend and I no longer speak, but I'd stopped being friends with her maybe 5 or 6 months after that because she told a couple of our other friends that I tried to frick a guy I'd known for all of 5 minutes during the summer. I don't want to be with my girlfriend anymore, but she might have cancer and I feel like I need to stay in the relationship. I have seen 50 stroke 50, she's healthy and I split up with her before we found out. Yay for life working out. Wow man that is rough. I faked the last 2 years of college education. My parents put so much pressure on me I couldn't handle it. I was suffering from severe depression and anxiety, so I faked it all. Lied to everyone. Made up fake transcripts. I just got my foot in the door in my desired field thanks to a friend as they hired me as a subordinate. This place only hires college grads but no one double checked my credentials since I was recommended. My hopes is that if I need to find another job I'll have been at this place long enough to get it by experience alone. I work for a very prestigious company. I'm not bad at my job. I'm actually quite good. But my fear is eventually I'll hit a wall and the lie will come to light. No one has known this for the better part of a decade. It's a relief to finally say it out loud. I can't even tell those I love. My silence is my prison. If you get caught and go to a community college, you'll find a hilarious study group. When I was 17 I had an argument with my father and told him to frick off. Later that evening he hung himself. Our argument was the last time he spoke to anyone in our family and for that I feel a terrible amount of guilt for. Instead of him saying goodbye and I love you to my mom and brothers he got told to frick off before he went and killed himself. My punishment is to live the rest of my days in shame and guilt. He never left a note either. Everyone thinks I have a good job and roommates but I've been homeless and a prostitute for over a year. There have been a lot of amours about prostitutes who ultimately worked their way out of the business. I hope things get better for you too. IT guy here. It's amazing what people will do on their computers and say in their emails despite having to sign a waiver that all computer activity at work is monitored and recorded. I have half the company's banking, social media and personal email account info and passwords. I know who is secretly banging who at the office behind their spouse's backs. I know who is cybering at work and jerking it in the bathroom almost daily. At least they tell their obscene chat partner they're running off to the bathroom to jerk it. Haven't felt the need to check the validity of that one. I know when people are having martial problems, financial problems. I even know one person here had their children taken away because a social worker found C in their house. I know who is embezzling money. I know when people get fired for completely bulls reasons. Like they just want to replace them with someone younger and nicer on the eyes. And I know who my boss is buying Xanax and Vicodins from. Basically I have a treasure trove of my co-workers secrets. I won't actively do anything with this info, but it's nice knowing I have the ammunition there if something were to ever happen. When I was 15 my parents were going through a divorce, my mom worked night shifts and my dad was living with a friend of his. One night my sister who was 19 at the time came home pretty drunk from a party. She was acting goofy and fell on the couch next to me. 
she started grabbing my leg and laughing and we started fondling. We ended up freaking right there. When we woke up the next day she had no recollection of the night before so I just kept my mouth shut. Fast forward to when I'm 18. Sister is home from college and dad is over for a visit. They get into an argument and in a fit of rage my dad announces how he has never forgiven her for the abortion she got when she was 19 and subsequently killing his grandchild. He's very religious. I then realize the baby she aborted was in fact mine. And as far as I know, I am the only one who knows since she has never mentioned that night. Crap, it may not have been yours. With any luck, you were just stirring some poor schmo's porridge from earlier that night. I once took a crap in the bathtub and then realizing what a horrible mistake I'd made, I flung poo into a hole in the wall. My parents renovated and patched up the hole. So now there is a 15 year old turd in between the bathroom and kitchen wall of my childhood home. Not even using a throwaway because I have no shame. The telltale poop. Yesterday I thought I had problems. Today my life is grand. Six hours ago, I am the worst, who fails calculus two semesters in a row. I think I should kill myself. Now, every sunbeam is like the hair of a seraph. My daughter turns five next week. If anyone knew the truth behind her parentage, I could probably lose her forever. I grew up in foster care, never knew my parents or siblings. In my senior year, I met an older guy and we dated for almost a year, getting pregnant about 7 months in. One night while we were watching TV, the subject somehow came around to our real parents. He had been adopted as a young child. It turns out the man I was seeing, the father of my daughter, is my half-brother. We have the same mother, our relationship didn't last, and he is not in her life, per his own choices. My daughter is extremely smart, beautiful, and well-rounded. She'll never know the truth. Her father and I made a pact to never tell her, I just hope she never needs a kidney or something. Keep reading about people who knowingly slept with relatives they grew up with. Is it bad that I feel slightly less horrible? You wouldn't lose your daughter. This was an accident, not something you did. No, you shouldn't feel horrible at all. Not your fault. Not life ruining but makes me feel like crap every time I think about it. As I've told Reddit before, I have a blind brother. When we were young, I used to get so frustrated at all the extra attention he received and how I had to be more responsible with my sibling than my peers. So, when my brother and I would go play, go to the store, or just generally go anywhere without adults, I would abandon him somewhere unfamiliar to him. Then, I would stand off quietly and watch the anxiety set in as he tried to figure out where he was and what was going on. Also, I was really intelligent as a child and knew that was my ticket to attention. When I would help my brother with his homework, I would teach him all the wrong answers, so that I could continue being the smarter sibling. Today, my brother is my best friend. He goes to college and lives by himself. He's become one of the most intelligent men I've ever met. I'm trying to make it up to him now by being the best big sister ever, but I still feel so guilty at how I found him to be a burden when I was a kid. I immediately called my brother after posting this and caught him while he was walking to a study group. I told him about my guilt and he laughed. He understands how frustrating it must have been. He told me that all of the good things I have done as a sister completely overshadow anything bad I did and that he loves me more than anything. I'm glad I spoke with him and I encourage others on here to talk to someone if they can. 
your edict was the most beautiful thing I've read all day. In a depressing thread, I'm so glad for your redemption with your brother. I accidentally killed 7 people. I put a rag into a new water heater exhaust to keep debris out and installed it in a rental. I get a call a week later. There's been an accident. I show up and there's a ton of M's and police. They ask me where the gas shut off is. And I go down to shut the gas off and see the end of the rag I forgot sticking out of the top of the heater. Rip the rag out. Shut the gas off and head upstairs only to be told. All the tenants were dead. I drink all day now and sleep. It's killing me from the inside every single day. But if I say anything my family is ruined. We have a bunch of rental properties and we'd be shut down. It wouldn't ruin my life per se. Because there are people in my life who are aware of this. But I did try to kill myself once, at my college, was going to swallow I think Tylenol and a handle of vodka, intending to induce organ failure and alcohol poisoning. I ended up about to swallow, but the cheap alcohol made me so aware of my actions that I spit it out and ran to my friend's room. I stole the alcohol from him, and it's the only time I've knowingly stolen something, to apologize. This was maybe two years ago, I ended up having to take a year off and was forced to explain the situation to the adults in my life. For the first time, they found out that I had been physically assaulted by my older brothers for about 5 years, and that I had been suffering from depression for about 9 years. They did not understand. Didn't understand how I could be broken up over something that happened years ago. Convinced that I was just trying to weasel myself out of my dream college or that I am too stupid to handle it. And when I finally convinced them to let me see a shrink, all they spoke about was how pointless therapy was, and wanted to know how long this would last. I ended up returning to her and then leaving college again, once again due to depression. Now the verbal abuse that I faced growing up has increased tenfold. Almost every day is some sort of argument, with me hearing about how I've fricked up my life, and that I'm a jackass and a fool. I desperately want to leave, but I have nowhere to go. I have no job and no money, so I can't afford an apartment or therapy. I am so tired of being mistreated, and I want to be free, but I'm trapped in this hellhole. I know I'm late but I just wanted to get this out in the open. Since I haven't really been able to speak to people about this for months now, I'm sincerely afraid that I'll never be able to become the man I want to be, because I'm too busy trying not to slip back into a depressed state, as long as I avoid doing anything slightly challenging, or thinking for too long, I can stay neutral. If anyone does read this, and knows of something I can do to get away, please let me know. Thank you. I'm back at my dream college, hoping that this time, I can make it through. I seek therapy with a delightfully quirky Jewish lady, and having that stability there is so useful. It's going to be a long ride for me, and I don't know how my future will look, but I'm in so much better of a place than I was then. Seriously though, thank you again, all of you, for the support and the kind words. It became too much to respond to every person, but I appreciate everyone reaching out to me nonetheless. Colon. I hate all of my friends. Literally, I don't have anything in common with any of them, and don't care. But I'm too scared to be alone and have no one else to go to so I keep hanging around with them. I honestly can't think of a single person that I genuinely enjoy being around. There are moments, sure, but I'm faking it most of the time. I feel cold and heartless when I think about it, but I really don't like people, at all. 
And yet I'm lonely. Scumbag brain. Damn it. Hugs to all who need it. I hope you find the strength to overcome your problems. My own secret is that I'm still deeply in love with my now married with kids first love. Nothing will ever happen and it is ridiculously hurtful. Bitch we. Life goes on. I have memories of my sister. Five years older. And I playing a roleplay game when I was younger that I think would be considered physical shaming if I told anyone. I don't remember how old we were. But I know she was around the age where her breasts were developing. When home alone we would play a roleplay game where she was a boss and I was a secretary. And the boss would always physically harass the secretary. It ended in my sucking on my sister's breasts while she would lie on the couch with her shirt off. My memory has always been really horrible. So I only remember patches of this. But I remember that it never felt sexual. I don't actually trust my memory enough to feel confident that this really happened. I love my sister. She's my best friend and I would never want to damage our relationship by ever bringing this up and asking her what really happened. It is a secret I will carry with me and never reveal. Also, till it's hard coming up with a throwaway name. I'm a woman, just in case anyone assumed otherwise. Good throwaway name considering. I came very, very close to committing a school shooting. I was picked on a lot in high school. I think it was because I tried so hard to be cool and everyone saw right through it. There were these four cowboy jock types that gave it to me the worst. After being publicly humiliated and beaten in front of a girl I liked, as she laughed cheered, I decided that none of it was worth it anymore. I had no support at home being an only child and having parents that worked constantly, and cutting and burning myself didn't make me feel better anymore. So I got my dad's handgun out of the gun safe, he uses the same combo for everything, the idiot, and brought it to school with me the next day. I can't adequately describe to you guys how ready I was to kill these four. I had absolutely no fear or doubt in my mind. I wanted nothing more than to show everyone what happens when you push someone over the edge like they did. I had the gun tucked in my waistline. I was wearing this baggy pair of cargo shorts that I wore a couple times a week that day. I remember walking towards the cowboy's table. So god I'm ready for it to be over. When the gun fell out of my waistline. Down my left short leg and made the loudest freaking sound as it hit the cafeteria floor. I tried my best to grab the gun real quick. But people saw what it was and screamed. And one of the instructors tackled me to the ground. They eventually concluded that I had brought the gun to school to impress people with badassery. And had no intention of using it. I was expelled and sent to live at a youth ranch in Idaho until I was 18. I did have the intention of using it though. I was going to kill all of them. I'm 24 now, and I still think about it all the time. I have not recovered from high school. I'm still terrified of people in general, and avoid having relationships because of what I fear I'm capable of. I'm not looking for pity. I know that what I did was wrong. It just feels good to tell the story. Thanks Reddit. TL. DR. I attempted a school shooting. Some people really have no idea how bad bullying can really be. Well, it's more of a secret to my friends that I've made recently. Some background first. I don't like being touched or hugged, and I'm incredibly uncomfortable with intimacy in general. When I was in the 8th grade, a bunch of girls in my class convinced me they had a friend who fancied me. They said she had seen me somewhere and thought I was cute. Faked a MSN account and they talked to me every night for a few months. Invited me out to the movies and, obviously, didn't show up. 
then revealed to the whole grade that I had been tricked into having an imaginary girlfriend. I was mocked viciously by everyone in the grade and ever since then I can't really trust women. I also can't believe that a girl may have feelings for me. Even when they explicitly tell me they have feelings for me I can't help but feel like they're trying to trick me. It's caused a lot of insecurity, and I can't get attached to people easily. I'm terribly afraid to text or message people first because I'm convinced I would be annoying them. What's worse is that when I think about it, I know it probably isn't true, but I can't help but feel like it is. Even though it was grade 8, it was around the time when attraction to women was just starting to get real, so to be hurt at a time as delicate as that has really done some damage. The secret of course is that I had been dumb enough to be tricked. As you might suspect, the whole thing has left me afraid of being vulnerable. To have this found out by my newer friends, as in, university friends, would put me in a really uncomfortable place. I probably wouldn't be able to be their friend anymore. Thanks for reading. You're the first people I've told about what this event has actually done to me. I've since met such a fantastic woman. Someone who makes me incredibly happy. I love her very much. She loves me. And she's helping me get used to the idea of feeling valuable and trusting people. Or at least one person. She's the best thing that's happened to me in a long time. Maybe ever. I still have imaginary friends. I'm almost 30. I lost them for a while. I don't know why or how, but they were gone. I couldn't see them or hear them anymore. Not the way I used to when I was younger. It made me was miserable. I kept hoping for a way to get them back. Two weeks ago, I somehow managed to finally break through whatever the barrier was. I have spent the past two weeks hanging out with, and talking to, a character from a well-known TV show. I can't really see him visually, but I can see him with my mind's eye. He goes almost everywhere with me. He's sitting on my bed right now, waiting for me to get off my computer. I promised I would get off a little while ago, but I had to check Reddit one last time. He's been coming to work with me every day for the past two weeks. I share my food with him. I kind of mentally duplicate it for him, since he can't touch it in reality. I love it. I'm happy again. I realize most people would say he isn't real, but something about him is. I don't care. He's real to me. I am scared that if anyone knew, I would be locked up and heavily medicated, but I acknowledge it's not really a likely scenario in my case. I cop to the fact the character in question was Castiel from Supernatural. Castiel still exists around in my head but is presently on sabbatical. I spend most of my time nowadays with my brother, Malcolm, who was on Star Trek, Enterprise. He's the best, but he's a private person so I'll respect that. I also spend a decent amount of time with Will from The Good Wife, who is our other brother, but only when he's not busy working on cases or spending time with Alicia. Yes. Imaginary universes have legal systems and need lawyers, too. Will had a practice with Alan Shaw for a while until Alan got appointed a judge. Now he's partners with Romo Lamkin and a woman who was an RP character of mine briefly in college, Murray Aberfoyle. Aberfoyle Gardner Lamkin, or AGL. Definitely give them a call if you're in a multiverse legal entanglement. They'll take care of your needs. LOL. I'm 20, and in college. I've got an imaginary mom who comes and visits me occasionally. My real mother is still alive, but she was emotionally abusive and I don't like thinking about her. The story I tell is that my first kiss was 9 years ago, when I was 14, with my now fiancé. False. When I was 13, 
I babysat an 8 year old boy. His parents were very open, and he was very physically aware. I caught him watching P a couple of times. From the start, he was very aggressive, always grabbing me and trying to kiss me. After a while, oddly impressed with this new sort of attention, and very curious about kissing. One night we started making out. This became routine, and went on for probably almost a year, before I realized how horrific and wrong my actions were. I continued to babysit him for a while, but soon his parents stopped calling me. I've always wondered why. I'm terrified that I'll one day be exposed as a diddler. TL. DR. As a 13 year old girl, I frequently made out with an 8 year old. I can't believe an 8 yo got more action than I ever did. I used to masturbate a lot, and when I was 10 I had a technique where I'd let off a load into a sock then wash it and quickly dry it. Now I couldn't leave it hanging outside or use a dryer otherwise my family would have seen it and probably smell it or whatnot. So I'd put it inside my gas heater unit. Unfortunately my sock had caught on fire inside the unit, blew it up and set my house on fire. Only my brother was home at the time, and he managed to survive the house did not. For 5 years we stayed from caravan park to caravan park whilst we waited for confirmation that it was not arson and we could receive an insurance payout. We eventually did and scraped together money to start rebuilding the house. The house is still being rebuilt to this day and it shames me anytime I have to visit my parents living in a tiny mobile home where my backyard once was. I have been pretending to be colorblind to everyone I have ever known, including my own parents since I was in 3rd grade. I am now 28 years old. I even convinced an optometrist of it. When I was 13 I caught my father in bed with my 15 year old brother's girlfriend, also 15. I haven't seen her since, but I've been blackmailing my father with it for the last 6 years. You looked at a lake. I had something very similar happen to me, OP. We'll call him Tim. Tim was my best friend, and he always came to me when he needed someone. His mom was bipolar and made his life really tough, and he didn't know his dad. We had two or three other suicide scares but we talked him out of it and brought him back from the edge. Well, this week he comes to school Monday and just seemed off. We tried to talk to him but he never really responded. Partway through the week, he calls me and asks if he can stay at my place, that he can't stand his mom. I ask my dad and he says no, saying that Tim needs to deal with his problems at home. I explain to Tim what the situation was and he says okay and hangs up. That Friday, I noticed that he seemed different at school, and I had a really bad feeling about it. He didn't even seem there. I tried to talk to him or something but he just wasn't himself. After school, another friend brought him home at the end of the day, and he was the last person to see Tim alive. I got a call later that night that he had hung himself. It's been 2 years and I still regret not helping Tim. I feel like there was something I could have done. It just sucks that I couldn't help him that time, and that's all it took for him to slip away. Thing number 2. My cousin has let me feel up her breasts for the past 3 years we started when she was 13 and I was 16. We never did anything else, never below the belt or anything, and we never talked about it. I've since stopped doing it by avoiding being alone with her so neither of us try something, but we never talk about it. If that came out, I probably wouldn't be able to face that side of the family ever again. I get nervous going to family gatherings sometimes because of what they don't know. You can't go from suicidal friend story to incest. I can't handle such extreme changes. 
my grade 6 teacher let me touch her boobs once. Honestly, I've kinda been waiting for a thread like this to come up. None of my friends know any of this, and I don't want to tell them. Not so much a lack of trust as their inability to understand. So, when I was in middle high school my mom, sister, and I were living with my stepfather, better school district from where I was, everything was fine for a few years, but he got crazy. Whenever my mom left for work my sister and I were left alone with him until he left. He worked second shift. First he'd start with yelling at us for no good reason. A reason, yes, but never a good one. It was always insignificant. Needless to say, my sis and I were scared shitless when this happened. Things escalated from there. He'd start hitting us. Almost every day. Again, always over something insignificant. A good example was when I hung one of his shirts with the hanger hook facing left instead of right. It got to a point several times where he'd actually grab whichever one of us happened to be in his way and hold us off the ground. Against the wall. By the throat. To make it clear, my mother knew about none of this. The man knew how to hit you so it didn't leave a mark. And he is an obscenely good liar. Anytime we tried to call him out to her, he'd lie his way around it. The only time that other side came out around her, he blamed it on his heart medicine. My sister moved out when she turned 18. But I still had 3 years left, so now all of his anger was directed at me. One time in my senior year, I was actually scared for my life and ran off into the woods next to the house until my mom got home. She finally believed me then, and we made plans to leave as soon as I graduated. She told him she wanted to leave, and he of course decided that I was costing him his marriage. Those last few months were heck, but in June of last year we moved. I'm now in college, safely away from him. While I bear no malice against him, I will not forgive the crap he put me through. Also, it feels wonderful to finally get this off my chest and tell it to someone, even if nobody reads this. After graduating from high school, I went to a small out-of-state college where no one from high school knew me. I was told many times how impressive my false Australian accent was, so I decided it would be great fun to go through college pretending to be from Australia. All of my friends and even my girlfriend of 2 years think I'm Australian. I have a completely fake Australian identity, family, and past. I will soon be graduating, and I plan on asking the girl to marry me. Everything she knows about me is Australian I don't know how to tell her she doesn't really know me. Guess I'm forever a bloke. Hate to break it to you, but you won't be marrying that girl unless it turns out she's actually from Australia and has been pretending to be American for 2 years. When I was 17 I was gang debauched after a party. The cops didn't believe me, my parents didn't believe me, and everyone who I've told since has stopped talking to me. It was not pretty. I was cut up at a party, beaten and thrown in my car. They drove donuts in the grass field next to a church on a Saturday night, Sunday morning. Fricked up my car and left me battered and bruised in the back seat. I woke up initially when I was being violated. Only think gang as I do remember multiple voices at this point, but then tried to keep myself awake long enough between blackouts by blasting music. So the cops found me at the wheel of my car with people lining up for church with freaking metal blasting on repeat. I planned murders in retribution but decided it was better to just leave. The only proof I had was that I shat blood for a week but I felt so bad I couldn't even show anyone. Crapping when you have a rectal tear is a terrible thing. The thing that hurt the most was that no one believed me. I did make stories and lies but none to this extent.
I was about 23 and was working kind of late. My friend wanted to go out and was bugging me about it. He's gay. I'm not. But eventually he talked me into it. So we go to a little dive bar and are hanging out. Just chatting. A couple of friends were supposed to come too. But they never showed up. I was nursing my first gin and tonic when I went to the bathroom. I came back and finished my drink. And that's when things started getting fuzzy. I knew something was wrong so I ordered water for my second drink. But it didn't work. My world was spinning. And I had basically lost control of my motor functions. My memory is pretty rough too. I remember my head on the bar. And he was rubbing my crotch. I remember him helping me to his car. Dragging me up his stairs. Passing out on his floor. Him blowing me. I was back in his car at one point and then I woke up in my bed. I felt like crap and was totally surprised that my car was in the driveway. I have no idea how I got home. At one point in the night I left an incoherent voicemail on my best bud's phone. So I was debauched. And I was so embarrassed. He totally got away with it. I've never told anyone. Not even my wife. She knows something happened. Just not the extent. He is not your friend. When I was 6. Back when SNES was all the rage. I remember watching my older brother playing his game. He loved it. So much so that when I went to play it. He would only let me play it if I sat on his lap. So I did. Because I was so desperate for my brother to love me. He always bullied me. Especially when he would babysit me. And I was so happy that he was hugging me and treating me like a sister. One day. We brought the system up into my room. He told me I could only play if I was naked. I said okay. He then took off his pants and laid me on the bed. I remember saying to him that I wanted to play the game. He said okay. But only if he could poke me. So I tried to play the game. But he kept bumping into me and shaking me. He got angry and yanked the controller from my hand and told me to close my eyes and that I could play a game later. So I did. He just kept going. And then he stopped. This happened as a weekly thing. Sometimes he would let me play. Others he would force me to just lay there. He stopped fricking me when I was 7 and a half and he left to go live with my dad. I never realized what had happened until my mom had the talk with me when I was 10. I didn't tell her because everyone loves my brother and I wanted him to love me. To this day, no one knows about this in my family except for me. We talked about it once when I was 18 and graduating. He apologized and all what I could ask him was if he loved me, ever. He didn't say a word. I asked him why he did it. He asked me if I ever told anyone. I said no and I repeated my question. He said he couldn't tell me why and then left. He killed himself a week later. I still feel as though if I never asked him, if I never brought it up, if he would still be alive. The fricked up thing is that I would do anything, even letting him have his way with me, if it meant he was alive. Now the most fricked up part. Let us flash forward to a few months ago, just about to hit 10 years after his suicide. My dad found a letter my brother had written, in an envelope, tucked away in my dad's attic with all of my brother's belongings. My dad didn't open it, just handed it to me as it was addressed to me. I did it because I love you. So since posting this, the first time in a few months, I was able to I guess breath easier. I told my husband. Actually, I showed him this. He knew mine right away. Side note, never use your husband's nickname for you as a screen name. Duh. And shipped my son to his mother's for the weekend so he can take me to tell my family. So this, right here, is directed at him since he doesn't seem to get it. I don't want to. I don't want to destroy my family. 
I already caused my brother to kill himself and I will not give my mother a heart attack. Frick you right now, Eric, for not understanding me. Whoa, that's pretty intense. Thanks for sharing. My husband beats me every day. He also forces himself on me often. I think about suicide daily. I feel as though my life would be ruined if people knew. Not ruined in a way that a lot of these other stories would ruin someone. But it would ruin me enough. You need to talk to someone. Not just Reddit. If you are new to the channel, you can subscribe. I publish new videos every day. Until then, check another video.